Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Okay, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. Um, my name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, uh, today via Facebook phone is... <laughs> Fidel Mastro. Fidel Mastro. You changed your name? Yeah. Again? Pretty much every week, yeah. Okay. Can I just call you Matt? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, just just checking. So I was just wondering if you became some kind of communist leader of Cuba or something. No, no, not yet. Not yet? No, working on it. Okay, cool. Can I have, like, a position in your cabinet if you become the ruler? Yeah, I'll, I'll figure out something. Like, you know, nepotism is a good idea, so <laughs> it always worked out. So uh, <laughs> It's working out well in our government right now. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, I can be like Jared Kushner. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, today we're uh, venturing down the uh, direct-to-video sequel um, route again. Um, you know, make sure uh, to make sure we don't get shot. Though we put on our bulletproof vests <laughs> and strapped in and watched. The Netflix movie, Bulletproof 2, <laughs> sequel to a movie that came out around 25 years ago, <laughs> the original of which starred uh, Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. The Sandman? Yeah. The Sandman and one of the Wayans brothers. And um, <laughs> He doesn't get a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of the Wayne brothers. <laughs> yes. Both former Saturday Night Live actors. Damon, yeah. Damon Wayans was famously fired for playing a character gay. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, uh, in this movie, it stars uh, Kirk Fox and uh, Faison Love mm-hmm. instead of, uh, you know, Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler. Hmm. Because, uh, and this is also, you know, in my opinion, the the most anticipated sequel in the history of sequels. (laughs) Yeah. You know, all the hype that they had for, like, you know, when Force Awakens came out and stuff like that? (sighs) I think this is quite equally as much hype 
I mean, like, forget Phantom Menace and shit like that. Like, oh, man, we're going to get a prequels to Star Wars. We're going to hang outside the theater for, like, a day and a half. And we got all of our Star Wars gear and our merchandise and our clothing. And we're dressed up like characters in the movie. Yep. Nope. People were dressed up like characters from Bulletproof. And yep. they were like, let's go down... We're not we're not going anywhere because it's on Netflix. Let's sit on our couch yep. and get our snacks, and we're gonna watch Bulletproof too. Woo! Yeah, dressed up like all the famous characters from the Bulletproof <laughs> franchise. Yep. You know, with your with mm-hmm. your famous Bulletproof weapons. You know, <laughs> instead of a lightsaber, yep. you have um, a gun. A gun. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, in a bulletproof vest. I mean, you know, you hang out and you shoot your friend in the head. Whoa! What? Wait! <laughs> wait! 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 wait. Oh, okay. Yeah, take the movie really seriously and literally. Yes. <laughs> that's how it happens, man. I mean, that's how I was watching it. I was like, I gotta get my snacks. <clears throat> I gotta get my Doritos, popcorn, or whatever. My you know, a glass of Dr. Pepper with four ice cubes, no more, no less. That's the perfect number. Yes. For Dr. Pepper, temperature wise. Lightly lightly refrigerated at first. And then um yeah, not too cold though, not too chilly. Because the ice is what makes it chilly. But uh, you know, put it on Netflix. All right. Gear it up. Bulletproof two. Here we come. And then we're in Italy for some reason and uh, no, they they, they the were joke. They were in South America. Oh, it's right. It starts in South America. Oh, does it? Oh, no, no, no. no it started in Italy, did it? Yeah, it did start in Italy. Yeah. I forgot. I thought you meant the yeah. main, the main, uh, main crux <laughs> no, of the no. film. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about the very first scene. They're in Italy. They're on a stakeout looking for some guy, and the jokes are awkward at best. I guess you could describe it. Um, Just the way I like them. You know, the timing was really weird and off, and it, it almost looked like the actors were reading from a script, which is what they were, but acting is supposed to make it seem like it's not acting, like you're actually watching people. Shit. When did that life. start? When did that start? What? When did that kind of acting start? Oh, uh, you know, like yesterday. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's a new method. And... um. Oh, I've heard and of this though, method acting. Is that what that is? Yeah. And like you do when you're a cop, um, you're, you know, when you're on a stakeout with people you don't know in a different country, one of those guys is just going to have a magazine with a picture of your face on it from an article from 25 years ago that no one remembers. Like you do, you know, you just have that carrying around. Well, that's what and... I printed up for my, uh, for my watch party of this movie. I printed up a magazine with my face on the cover yeah i mean it's like it's a good conversation starter you know it's like oh you you were in that movie right that they made about you guys because that's how they get around bulletproof one the masterpiece of bulletproof one is that it's not actually a sequel to bulletproof itself is that it's the characters from bulletproof and then the movie Bulletproof is actually a movie they made about these characters in this movie. Really clever. And, um, very and meta. Yeah. Very meta. Very meta. It is very meta. And that's why they don't look like Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans because those were actors playing them in the movie about them from yes. 20, well, I guess 23 years ago when they made the movie. Whatever. And, um, and yeah, and and the and and um, uh, what's his name? Faison Love's character, I forgot his name, it's Jack or something like. They changed his name too, which is interesting. Oh no, no, they and, didn't. Uh, it's uh, oh, it's, Jack, it's Jack Carter. Okay. Um, in in the original, it, it, it he had an undercover name at one point, and then uh. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I didn't do enough research and watch the original, you know, to do this podcast. I actually watched <laughs> half of the original after I watched this one. <laughs> I found it on Peacock, and um, oh, okay. yeah, and I watched half of it. But then Peacock has commercials if you don't pay for like the oh. super duper, you know, feathered edition. 
And um, <laughs> no, that's not what it's called, but it should be. Anyways, the um, yeah, that 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 uh, that version I uh had commercials, and I was just getting tired of the commercials interrupting me, so I uh, <laughs> I stopped. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, come on, you don't want you don't want to sit through two and a half hours of bulletproof. Come on, man. I mean, no, I have a life. Come on, and bulletproof is your life. So anyway, that's how the beginning starts. They they get into this back and forth, and the and Faces of Love is trying so hard <clears throat> to carry this scene by himself, and it really shows because the other two guys are just I don't know they just got picked off from like uh, extras, you know, thing or whatever because they didn't really seem like they knew what they're how to act. And I think they no were in the to- crowd of a. Of, of a taping of, at Universal <laughs> Studios of the TV show Extra. And um, yeah. that's where they found them. You know, they were hanging out watching Mario Lopez. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's my guess. So that's what it felt like. like he's, she's trying to carry this, uh, this whole scene with them. And they go, they go meet the dude that they're going to try to catch. And some weird back and forth goes on with sarcasm it's does not land well at all and then <laughs> it goes on for way too long like okay we get it this guy's cocky we don't need a five minute scene of him being cocky 30 seconds will suffice anyway so he drops his gun and you know he's, he's gonna like draw his gun like they're gonna have a shootout but he drops the gun and it shoots the guy in the foot. We don't see that though, because that it, it it's it freeze frames, and then it goes to him talking to his um like police chief or whatever the guy's name is, uh, you know whatever his title is. Yeah, Tony and Todd's we, character. Yeah, and then we learn that he had actually dropped his gun, and then it shot the the like the dude's guard in the foot, and that's how he won the fight. Basically, it was it wasn't it was an accident. It wasn't because he was so cool and good at his job or whatever and we find out the reason why he dropped it is because he has a bullet lodged in his brain that has been progressively making his his motor skills less you know than it used to be and that's yeah because he was shot in the head by he was shot in the head by archie moses in the first movie which the Mm -hmm. events of which took place but it was a movie based on those events so um Yeah. (laughs) yeah Yeah, so we got that. Yeah, that's the setup. That's like the beginning setup to the the rest of this glorious movie. It was it was such a glorious movie. Um, <laughs> the uh, he uh, so 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 then we we end up like with them. What's the next? He ends up in South South America, right? Or South yeah. a- South Africa or South South yeah, Africa? South, sorry. Yeah, South Africa is where yeah. they, where he has to go. Yes. And uh, he goes undercover as R.G. Moses. That's the name he decides to use. Yeah. Which I didn't really understand why. It doesn't make any sense. It, it, like, even with the police chief telling him... <clears throat> Like, it doesn't make any sense, because the police chief told him, oh, oh <clears throat> Moses contacts with some of the people that are in this Mexican cartel when he was in a Mexican prison, so they won't recognize him if a black man impersonates him even though he knows them? Wait, what? I, I, I was really confused by this. Um, I, I don't, I don't like, like you're a police chief. You're supposed to be able to detect things. Like how does that not like I don't whatever. <laughs> uh, before we get any further in this, though, I just wanted to say that Don Michael Paul directed this a guy with three first names. Um, oh wow! He also was <laughs> one of the co-writers of this movie with uh, Rich Wilkes. Um, Don Michael Paul is not new to our podcast. <laughs> um he also was the director of Kindergarten Cop 2. <laughs> He's also directed 
Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. <laughs> Tremors, Island Fury. Um, Tremors 5, Bloodlines. Um, he directed Jarhead 2, Feel the Fire. Um, he directed... Uh, Jarhead, Law of the Return. Um, yeah, he's directed a lot of directed video sequels. Directed one of the mm-hmm. Sniper movies. He directed a TV movie for Taken. Okay. He directed Death Race 4. He directed one of the directed video sequels of Scorpion King. Okay. Oh, okay. Book of Souls. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so. Just wanted to let you know who we're dealing with here, folks. Yeah, plus, too, the studio that made this movie has made a lot of gems that we've covered. Cop and a Half 2, or, no, what was it called? Cop and a Half something? Cop and a Half Half or whatever? What studio are you talking about? <laughs> Netflix? Or No, Universal. Universal. 14, yeah. 1440 or whatever it's called. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. That studio, the whatever, the production company. Production company, what? yeah. That is a studio, yes. Okay, yeah, they made this, and they also made Cop and a Half 2. Um, I think they also made Kindergarten Cop 2 as well. So apparently Netflix has a deal with this particular studio or production company or whatever. Yes. Um, which they've given us all these gems that we've seen, you know, before that we love so much, like, you know, like those movies. And ho- hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they'll give us more. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, Bulletproof 2, why not have, you know, like, uh, another classic movie from the 90s, like um, uh, Black Knight 2, or, because um, that, that was such a, you know, a good movie, um, or, like, um, what's that movie with the kid from Rookie of the Year, where he went back into, uh, for some reason, I'm some oh, unknown. Oh, like I'm a like, kid in King Arthur's Court or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Because I, now I mentioned Black Knight, so now yeah. I'm on like this weird medieval medieval thing in my yeah. mind. Or, yeah, or you know what they should do? What they should do is Bulletproof 3 and cast two yeah. other guys <laughs> who then say that there was a movie made about them that included the fact that there was a movie made about them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it'll just get really <laughs> yeah. meta, and then eventually do Bulletproof 4 and cast two other guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then, like, it, yeah, exactly. And then, like, you can have, like, both of the guys be white, and then they'll just, then like, then they'll be, like, you know, racial erasure at that point, where they're like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just cast, you know, white people to be the main character, you know, main act, whatever. You know, well, why not? I mean, it seems like a good plan to me. I don't I know mean, why anyone else would do Well, it. this franchise could go anywhere, too. I mean, it could be, you know, you could get Bulletproof the Animated Series. And, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it, give, 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 give them a third partner who's like a talking dog or something. You know, it'd be great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It I'm just, just it just it just writes itself, man. It does. I mean, why can't we get these jobs? That's what I'm starting to wonder. You know, <laughs> we, we work so hard. Why can't we just get a break and be on like the Bulletproof Five, you know, set or something like that, or like Heck, Jingle I mean, we, All the Way Seventeen. We or... could do. We could do this. We could actually even act in them. We could be, you know, I yeah. can be Damon Wayans. You can be Adam Sandler. We'll be good. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yep. Yep. That work. <clears throat> oh God. I love my life, Matt. I, me too. I just <laughs> love how the stand man can even like extend from beyond movies that he's not even in and then make a bad Netflix movie by like astral projection or something like that. Like he's not even in the fucking movie, but he was in the original, so therefore uh... he, he was too good. For this movie. <laughs> right. We should be careful. And Sandler is a huge, huge star. I don't wanna I don't wanna like I, I will tell you this. I think his performance in Punch Drunk Love is one of the best performances ever captured on film. So I'll give yeah. him that. And I love and Adam Sandler. But I'm just saying 
you know, some of the movies that he's been making, I don't know. I, I did like uh, Do Over, though. It was a Netflix movie. Oh, really? With, with him and... Uh, it, 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 was, it, it had a few moments that I didn't really care for, but it was him and um, David Spade. Um, David Spade. Yeah, I only watched half of it. I, I don't like the dirty, nasty no, stuff. I, that you I don't know, either. That's movie. what I'm saying. There was some of that. It went a little bit too far. But I did like the basic premise of the film and the, the most of it. There were just maybe about a quarter to the movie could have been better. Yeah. But hey, man, you don't you don't mess with the, the Zohar, so... Or Zohan. Zohar. Yeah. Zohan, that's right. Yes. Sorry, Zohar is a, is a is a collection of books. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so eventually we have, we have to meet Archie here. So in this movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's played by Kirk Fox, who we've 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 uh, had in another movie of ours. He was in uh, yep. Still Waiting. Yep. <laughs> I like Kirk Fox. I actually do. I think he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's a little gross humor too, though, but he's still funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've seen him on things like Parks and Recreation, and I think he was on like some an episode or two of Brooklyn Nine Nine and things of that nature. You know, so he, he's he's funny. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He was the 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 studio um uh, rec- like a producer for the. <clears throat> the TV show where the guy was doing like the sound effects for the Sarah Marshall's TV show. Like, oh, doing, okay. Like the, the, the procedural the, that he was on. Yeah, yeah. All the music, like eerie music for like yeah. the scenes, like where. Yeah, he was he was the guy that was actually like the the, the producer. Engi- there you go. Sound engineer. Yeah, the sound engineer. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, he was in that. And yeah, um, I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I've forgotten oh. about that. Yeah. He was only in that one scene where you know. It, you know, Peter Brennan like loses it and starts throwing chairs around. He's like, "Come on, man! I got all my brothers' tickets tonight." <laughs> That's like his only <laughs> he looks like somebody you'd have Almond Brothers tickets for like every yeah, night. Yeah, he, he does. He does. Um, <laughs> he's an almond head. Um, yeah, he's a uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's an almond joy. Anyways, um, <laughs> almond joy. Get it? I'm so yep. funny. Yep. Shoot me. Anyways, um, <laughs> in the head. Um, yep. So, uh, what? So, so what happens now? We we're in we're in South America. I mean South Africa. I keep wanting to say South America. I don't know why, but South Africa. What happens once we get to South Africa, Matt? Um, <clears throat> a bunch of stupid shit. So, um, probably the reason why you keep saying South America is because. You're you're thinking of the Mexican cartel that's from South America, yeah, is in South Africa for some reason, and um, which is okay. Mexican drug cartel is operating in Africa. Okay, but um, that, so does that mean that the South African drug cartel is operating in Mexico? They do like a weird switcheroo, parent trap type of thing, or whatever. Are you trying to tell um, me you're against immigrants? I'm confused now. What are you trying to tell me, Matt? Are you against yeah, exactly. immigration? Cancel culture, cancel culture. I, can't. I don't got free speech, man. Free speech. No. Um, J.K. Rowling's a victim because she's got a billion dollars. Anyway, um, um, sorry. It's okay. I'll never get over. I'll never get over it. No. Deep, deep, deep breaths, man. Deep breaths. Yeah, deep breaths. Um, so, um, yeah, he's gotta go set up he's been he's basically he's been undercover for like two months and he's you know he's making friendships and relationships with you know his his group the because he's supposed to basically take down both the mexican cartel and the schmidt gang that has you know is doing they're like coming up with some drug or like a new a new form of ecstasy i guess that's supposed to be I guess more powerful than regular ecstasy, which I never tried ecstasy. I don't do drugs, but like, what do you, do you really need it stronger than what it already is? Whatever. And, uh, I don't know what's beyond ecstasy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what is this just death at that point? Like what? I mean, like, um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, what do you, you what do you do once you've reached that? Whatever. And, um, so he's, 
again, more awkward banter with the actors that Faison Love is forced to deal with in this movie. And he's, you know, <clears throat> just trying to carry, you know, the scene by himself like he did in, in Italy. And, um, you know, the the Schmidt gang or whatever, the Mexicans and the Schmidt gang show up in their American muscle cars from the 1970s that they all seem to have for some reason. And, uh, like, every single one of them, which is interesting how they how they worked that out but okay and um i guess they got drug money so it makes sense but why would they all like the same type of cars but whatever i guess i guess you know i guess drug dealers don't have individual taste and they're trying to say that oh if you're if you're in a drug cartel that therefore means that you know you all like the same things prejudice prejudice come on and um you know every drug runner is a unique individual and you got you gotta you know you gotta you gotta understand that diversity of their character and and their likes and this like okay, i'm going i don't even know what i'm doing right now but yeah, it's, um, it's okay it's okay <laughs> i was doing a bit i was doing a bit i just ran ran away with it but anyway so um <laughs> the more awkward banter with this guy named spider spells with a y because of course that's how he would spell it um he's he's a jumpy fella he likes to jump around a lot and bounce on his feet and tell jokes that don't make any sense and laugh at his own jokes and their big scheme is gift cards i guess um yeah they're like and, they're like adding money to gift cards from people's bank accounts or something and yeah i guess that's what yeah i didn't really understand that i didn't and either they they joke around some more and then spider jokes around too much, and then he pulls out a machine gun and kills all of the Mexicans for some reason. There's really no explanation as to why he did that, because you know the Mexicans were were playing ball. They weren't. I don't get it, but whatever. And um, so you know, gunfight ensues. Phase out Jack Carter's Jack Carter. He starts like he starts losing his balance and stuff. And one of the guys is about to shoot him in the head, and then for some reason they do it in slow motion, and it just lasts like a really long time. And then Spider kills that guy. Unfortunately, the young guy that that Jack took a liking to was just like some like you know eighteen year old kid or something like that. He got killed in a gunfight, so he looks down at his body and he's like, "Oh man, you know, tough life or whatever." He didn't, didn't say that, but whatever. That was like what his eyes were saying. And um, so then he just leaves the dead kid's, you know, body or whatever. All right, best, sorry, you know, tough luck or whatever. And then they go, then they got to meet the Archie guy or whatever. I don't remember what what happened. Yeah, he talks I, to I, him. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the name of the actor who played Spider. It's not even listed on IMDb. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. He was in the whole movie. I know. <laughs> I'm looking at the he full, a- I'm looking at the full <laughs> cast and crew and it's not listed at all. Wow, <clears throat> they don't have like half the cast listed, which is weird. But anyways, um, <laughs> well, to be honest, I couldn't find much to read online. Even like like no one's been watching this movie. It's on Netflix. Like Netflix has millions upon millions of subscribers. I was able to find like maybe three reviews on yeah, Google. I, I found I found <laughs> I found like four or five video reviews on YouTube of it, and that was it. Wow, and. No offense to the guys that, well, maybe offense to some of the guys that did the reviews. Um, the audio quality was really bad on some of the videos, so I couldn't even watch the reviews. Yeah. So, yeah, that was understandable. kind of bad. But, uh, yeah, because, like, the one, you could not even hear the guy. Like, his, his theme music was really, really low at the beginning of his video. And then when he started talking, it was just a little bit louder, but, but it was like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I have my volume on my TV up all the way, and I still couldn't hear it. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, okay, eventually we, we do run into he, – he, he has to go and warn Archie that he's in trouble because he had posed as Archie or something. Right. And so Archie's working as basically a guy that um, mops up cum in a 
in a in a in a in a, in a, in a strip club. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Which that in of itself raised some alarm bells. Why are people coming in strip clubs? I mean, you're not supposed to be whipping it out, you know. Uh, at least, at least not here. supposed to, and actually doing or two different things though. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I was wondering about that. I'm like, okay, it's odd, but all right. And, um, Maybe they do things different in South Africa. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, we meet. Uh, we meet him there, and then we meet um, the owner of the place, uh, Pink. Mm-hmm. Who, Pinky, who is played by Cassie Clare. I actually have an actress name for that. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> it's actually on there. <laughs> yes, and um, anyways, there's like this really. There's a big uh, shootout scene there, one of many in this movie. <laughs> I actually enjoyed this one. I thought it was kind of fun. Um. Because like the the strippers get in on it and they're shooting back and they're they're using different things throughout the bar to through the strip club to like you know throw at the bad guys and all that different shit you know mm-hmm. it was kind of fun yeah. to watch I'll give them that <laughs> yeah it wasn't like just a boring shootout you know <laughs> like some movies yep so. uh we got that, and then um, basically now uh, they go back to Pinky's, and uh, she's got a thing for uh, Jack, Faison Love's character, it seems like. <clears throat> she's got a little crush on I, the big bear guy or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Plus, too, I always love the fact that they have this weird ongoing joke where she asks him if he's a homeowner. And he says, I rent, and but she's asking him if he's a homosexual, so I don't know, like, is that a joke that people understand? Like, like I don't, like, I've I don't know. I've like, never heard this before in anything else like, in my life. So. My understanding is, like, when you have, like, a joke in a movie, like, the audience is supposed to understand what that joke means, not just the characters themselves in the movie. Oh, 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 you're you're, you're missing the new modern way of telling jokes. It's where nobody understands them except for the one person telling them. (laughs) You know, that's like really funny. You you know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, like popcorn is awesome. You know what that means, right? No, I don't actually know. I'm not going to tell you, but man, it's hilarious. Uh, But yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, if this movie is meta... In the sense that it's, you know, they referenced the first movie as a movie made about them. So why not make it more meta by having inside jokes within the movie movie itself that the audience doesn't understand, but the, it makes I sense mean, to the characters in the movie. So, I mean, in, in all you know, honesty, maybe it is something that I've just never heard this as a joke. If it is, email me at Mike at Cullen dot com. I'd appreciate any kind of email. Honestly, I'm just lonely. So, um, you know, send me an email at Mike at CullenPark.com. Tell me if you like the show. Tell me if you hate the show. Tell me um, what's going on in your life, you know. Tell me uh, anything. Seriously. <laughs> anything. Seriously, this, 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 uh, this world is boring, man. It's scary. Yep. The world isn't boring. It's really just scary. And uh, yeah. just tell me something positive. Don't, you know, message me and tell me. Now I'm going to get people telling me stuff that's bad. You know, just don't tell me about all your problems in your life or anything. I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't help you. <laughs> just to let you know. Yeah. But if you do need psychi- psychiatric help, please get it. It's important. Okay, mm-hmm. anyways. um, <laughs> And so are you. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> okay. So, um... <laughs> So yeah, we we finally have we have our, our our two stars together. Now they're both gonna pose as people and go like uh, Archie poses as somebody else as while Jack is posing as Archie, and they go to this uh, this family gang, which is uh, led by um an oversexualized uh, mother. <laughs> 
older uh, mother that, like, in a probably bigger budget movie of this kind would be played by, like, Helen Mirren or something. And um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that, 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 that kind of character, you know what I mean? And then, uh, and then uh, she's got a family of daughters plus Spider. <laughs> you know, these these hot daughters that are all different colors because she's you know, well, there's like a black one and then two white white ones or something, you know, some because <laughs> she's had sex with different men or something and killed them or something and I don't know, I'm not really sure. But anyways, they're trying to figure this out. Yeah. They're, they're, she implied that she killed them. They're trying to figure all this stuff out, and the one, <laughs> uh, the one girl is basically trying to sleep with, uh, with Jack, with Faison Love's character. Yeah. yeah. And uh, while while she's trying to get with him, he's like totally uh, not into it because he's got got a thing in his back of his mind for pinky and uh <clears throat> plus while this is happening he sees a tattoo on her back <clears throat> and somehow that he realizes that that tattoo on her back is somehow the key to the crime of some sort that they're committing yeah it's just it's like bizarre <laughs> like i don't know how he figured that out but <laughs> but somehow also do he can't have sex because um, doctor told him that he basically has to live like a almost sedentary lifestyle. Like, oh yeah, or he might like, die. Like, oh yeah, too, because he's like, he, for some reason, he's like, all I think about is tacos and pussy, and he's like, oh, absolutely no tacos and no pussy. So I'm not sure why tacos would be bad for the bullet in his brain. I mean, maybe just for his overall health. Cause he does seem like he's overweight, but. I don't understand how that has anything to do with his brain injury. No. Like tacos. Like, hamburgers are fine, but not tacos. Don't do tacos. No. I don't, I don't get it. Maybe it just meant, like, bad food in general, but he just kind of just left it at tacos. Yeah. But, you know. Another other stupid ongoing, ongoing joke in a movie that's meant to replace an actual good script. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so then... Uh... I don't know. Do you want to take a break now, Matt? And then we'll uh, come back and finish up the rest of the plot of this great movie and our thoughts on it. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, we'll Hi, right folks. Back. This is Michael E. Cullen II from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with manager Matthew Haas. You got promoted? Yes. Damn it. Okay, anyways, um, folks, uh, do you like the show Superstore? I don't know. I asked the folks and nobody's answering well, me because they're not here. Oh, but we love damn it. it. Yeah, we love it, though. OK, folks, if you like it as much as we do, you're really going to like the Super Story podcast, which is a podcast where Matthew and I go uh, episode by episode and give our little opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we don't. Um, just depends on how we're feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if you like this podcast and like our little crazy banter. Then you should definitely check this out, or I might get sad. And when I get sad, it gets pretty sad. Yeah, so I can't deal with him when he's sad. Yeah, no one can really. So um, yeah. So, so check out a uh, Super Story podcast right here, where you get this podcast, Super Story podcast. And we are back. How are you, Matthew? I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing. You are. Yeah. That is good. Now, folks, we are talking about the very important film, Bulletproof 2, and how it made us feel deep inside our souls. <clears throat> and skulls. And, uh, and, and, um, and dolls. <laughs> moles. Inside of our moles. On our skin. Mm. Yes. So, <clears throat> I have a caller on the line from uh, from South Africa. His name is Archie Moses, <laughs> and he'd uh, like to uh, talk to us. 
Are you there, Colin? No. Okay. He he hung up. No, he he hung he's, up. He's gone. He's gone. So, all right. Now I guess we're gonna have to talk about this film. <clears throat> Shit. What? So where were we? Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the movie. <laughs> oh, but I do. Okay, we're going to. All right, we'll finish this up. Um, so, 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 anyways, he 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 could die if he had sex or tacos. Yeah, yeah, pretty and, much. Yeah, sex or tacos. That's the name of my next album, by the way. And um, sex or yeah. sex with tacos, which is pretty gross, but. Yeah, I'm just uh, gonna go sex or tacos. Um yeah. that, that that'd be better. Um yeah. sometimes in life you gotta decide between sex and tacos. You know, you're just not really sure which. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. So uh there uh he he can't have sex with her, so then they, they end up finding out somehow the next morning. Oh yeah, that's right. The next morning they wake up. He didn't have sex with her. Um but he, he was it he or Archie who were having uh bad dreams. It was Archie had like the premonition like yeah. dream. Yeah, that's what it was. <clears throat> because then the next morning Archie freaks out and basically admits that they're not who they say they are. And blows blows the whole undercover thing. Yeah, he has a panic attack because they said something like, you're no longer useful, and he automatically assumed that they were going to kill them. Yeah, and uh, so so then um, he freaks out and lets them know that uh, Jack's a cop. And then he's kind of hoping that they'll spare him because he's not a cop. <laughs> because that's totally how that works. And, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> So then uh, they have to try to hurry up and get all the get all the uh, gift cards loaded with money or something. Yeah, like two hundred thousand dollars each or something like that. Or... Yeah, they're trying to put millions of dollars on these, and um, so they're doing that, and then they they tie up Archie and uh, Jack. And somehow Jack calls, uh, while they're doing this, he calls um, Pink E, and she realizes something's wrong and comes to try to save them. Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah. Yeah, she shows up. Well, it's because she was on the line on the phone or something. She heard what was going on, I guess, or something. Yeah, she overheard all um, them them threatening Archie and Jack and So she comes to save them. Yeah. And they're tied up in like some kind of barn or something. Yeah, cause Spider was gonna torture them, I guess, for information or whatever. Don't know exactly why, but And then we have your stereotypical trying to escape scenes. You know, the scenes where you're tied up and then you try to escape. Yeah, you know, like like you do in, in every movie like this. Uh, yeah. You know, it's always, oh, let, let's distract the guy or let's do this or blah, blah, blah. And then they, you know, they distract the guy by, <clears throat> for some reason, Jack, his signature move is headbutting people. Even after the injury he sustained 20 three years ago you think that maybe at some point he would like learn a different fighting technique but no he's been doing that i guess for the past 23 years i don't know and then uh yeah you think you'd have like that cte that football players have or yeah. something but, yeah. yeah so they he had butts the one dude who's kind of like their bodyguard or whatever he's actually uh he's actually a dea agent himself i think <clears throat> who's like gone bad basically so he kind of basically like gives like false tips to like you know the DEA or whatever on behalf of them so that they can always you know go under the radar with all of their nefarious activities oh I forgot there was like a scene 
the night before where they made uh where they made Archie shoot somebody. <laughs> That's where a cop they told the cop to leave his apartment so that he wouldn't get killed and they yeah. shot uh, the building or whatever, the window with like yeah, a rocket. So they thought launcher. he was dead. Yeah. But that but it, it's kinda sad that that scene made no impact in the film at all. I didn't. I'm a seven guy. I'm a six guy. What's that joke went on for like eight minutes too. It was like, okay. We like, get it. I, <laughs> like, we get it. You're a six guy. Okay. Like, you don't need to keep saying it 500 times. 525,600 <laughs> times. <laughs> and like, this movie did not have to be as long as it was because there was just so many repetition. Like, like just repetitious stuff that didn't make any sense. I'm a six guy. I'm a seven. And then, like, that goes on for, like, ten minutes. And then, finally, I'm a seven guy now. I'm a, I guess I am a seven guy. It's like, oh, my God, who wrote this? Like, it's like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, where is this here? Oh. How long do you think the movie felt like it was? <laughs> it felt like it was at least two hours long for me. Yeah, was, at least. Yeah, it was ninety-seven minutes. Yeah, okay. It it felt much longer than that. Yeah, um, I I just <laughs> had to look it up because I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was like, I swear, I was watching that movie for like three hours, but yeah, I it, like I mean, it felt it, it felt longer than like Return of the King or something. But um, the uh, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. um, so. They get rescued, sort of, by Pinky. And then there's, like, this big uh, car chase with sand dunes in the desert. With dune buggies in the sand dunes in the desert. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was kind of pointless. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool to watch, but it was still just, it was like, okay, this really doesn't do anything for the movie but um yeah no. so and don't they find their way back in the barn anyway after that so what was the point no of that? no no they they found their way on it was under a uh they were under some kind of viaduct or something oh okay yeah they uh and then um it was a big thing and people there's a shootout and all that stuff and they're trying to they end up saving the they get the they get the gift cards and all that shit, you know, the, the MacGuffin of the film. <laughs> and then the bad guys are taken care of and arrested and some of them shot and all that good stuff. And then uh, something happens and the bullet gets knocked a little loose or something inside of uh, in, inside of uh, Jack's head. He's in the hospital. Archie's visiting him. Pinky's with him. Everybody lives happy. Archie stole some money and took off with a nice car and a hot chick. <laughs> and then we have our cre- then we have our credits roll. <clears throat> yep. And somehow and that then, la- and somehow that lasted ninety seven minutes. Somehow, and then um, apparently there's actually a thing at the end of the credits that I didn't see. I read it in a review. Oh. That at the very end of the credits, they do this. They redo the scene from the first Bulletproof movie where, where Adam Sandler shoots him in the head, but it's not Adam Sandler. It's like a CGI version of it, or so I don't know. And then, um, now you almost got me curious to go watch it and find out, but um, not sure if I'm that curious. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I pretty <laughs> much left as soon as the credit. I usually watch the credits all the way through, but I'm like. I'm going to give something a drink and I left it. Yeah. Just rolling. I don't remember if I did. I probably stopped it and then started watching some old episodes of once upon a time on Netflix. And, um, <laughs> which is my new obsession folks. I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, hey, so for me, it's Eurovision, the Eurovision so- um, song contest movie. I've probably watched that movie like 30 times in the past month i'm not even joking like literally i've seen that movie like a ridiculous amount of times wow. it's like become like a ritual 
type of thing now. So yeah, it's you know obsessive compulsion compulsions is is it's cool. It's it's fun. It's um. I fall asleep every day watching Brooklyn Nine Nine or Superstore. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So that's a little <laughs> bit of insight into my brain, folks. Um, yeah. Do you want to take another really quick break and then come back and talk about some uh, like reviews of this movie? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, folks, this is uh, Michael E. Cullen II um, from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with Matthew Haas. We just wanted to tell you about our great, great podcast Super. called Super. It's called All Too Real. And on that show, what, what do we do, Matt? We, we watch biopics, and then we talk about whether or not the movie matched up with the real story or not. So we, we, It's a lot we, more exciting than that, though. Yeah, so, 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 so we, we analyze the real story and the real story. Get it? Get it? Real. You know? Yeah, they're, they're spelled differently, yeah. folks. You can guess which one I said which way. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, so uh, sometimes we have a guest, sometimes we don't. Um, but we uh, talk about great, great, uh, great movies like uh, Shattered Glass yes. and The Social Network and... Uh, a futile and stupid gesture, among others. Um, those are some of the ones that we've covered so far, and uh, we're going to cover a lot more. So uh, please uh, subscribe on Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, find your great, fun podcasts. And be sure to share it with your friends. Do it. Do it. Do it. And make sure you're not afraid to get all too, too real. Bye bye. And we are back. My name is Mike. With me is Matt. How's yeah. it going? And it's it's all right. Now we're going to talk about some reviews from the Internet New Movie Database. Okay, I lost that voice. I'm done with it. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, here's some reviews for this movie. Here's a review from Zathan three two eight four eight. By the way, this movie came out in 2020, so it's really new. So, yeah, all these reviews yeah. are going to be really new, too. This was from January 7th of this year. Um, Great fun. Eight out of ten. I was very mm. skeptical before seeing this, but it is quite good, ellipses. The production is great. Special effects are great. The women are beautiful, ellipses. This movie is nothing like the first one, though, ellipses. This is very good, but also very different. The two main characters, which he spelled wrong, on the poster really does not make you want to watch this, but I promise you will not regret it. Yeah, he spelled characters like C A R. A C H T E R S. Character. I don't know. Anyways, um. Okay, here's another. Okay, here's a. 10 out of 10, really quick one from Ellis Black 17. This was from January 7th of 2020 as well. Um, the Jack and Archie show is back. And better and badder than ever. Mm. Come on, this movie is smack you in the face funny. I loved it. Not for the woke out there, but nope. if you can laugh and have a good time, <laughs> this is for you. Keep them coming. Exclamation Gotta point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> Gotta make it political. Not for you, woke libtards out there this is for this is a man's movie for people who believe in free speech man yeah yeah you had the you're right you had the free speech to make this movie and it's not good so here's another here's another one another 10 out of 10 matt did netflix do this did they just put reviews out here (laughs) that's what i'm thinking this one is from boots 7777 and it was written on January 7th of 2020. And the headline is Y-E-E-S-S-S-S exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I think that means yes, but I'm not. Maybe it's yes. Probably. 
Yes. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Finally, a movie for guys! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! It's politically incorrect and funny as hell. If you can't take a joke and give one back, then tune it. What? This is vulgar. In your face, funny as hell, buddy comedy. The two guys were funny. The girls were great and super hot. And the action was hitting hard. Exclamation point. Capital F-U-N. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. I could just smell like like Natty's light beer and Axe body spray from that comment. Like, it just, ugh, like. And maybe a monster energy drink or two. Woohoo! Anyways, um. I mean, it's like, it's just like that, like, such a stereotypical character right there. Like, yeah, man, moving for guys. Woo! It's like like the other guy. It's like, do you is this? Like, I don't understand. Do you know how the internet works? Like, you you don't need bulletproof two to see beautiful women on the internet. Like, you do realize there's other options, right? Like, you know, like, I don't know how bulletproof two became the you know the source for whatever. But I guess I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a man's man, man. Not, I don't, I don't eat chili dogs for breakfast and drink beer through a straw. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> you know the little helmet thing. Like, you know what I'm talking about the the beer goggle, whatever. Fuck it. You know what I'm talking. about. No, I know about. what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. You know, I, I don't you know, jerk off to Joe Rogan podcasts and, you know, and stuff, whatever. Ooh, gotta listen to my, gotta listen to my Alex Jones and my, uh, and, and my, my, my Stefan Malamue or whatever the fuck his name is. God, um, that guy is such a fucking <laughs> idiot. Uh, hey, the, <laughs> anyways, um, okay, here's another one. It's from uh, Cranky Asian Man. That's the name, Cranky Asian Man. Okay. On uh, March 10th of 2020, the headline is, Watch Bulletproof 1 instead. (laughs) I enjoyed the first Bulletproof. I did not care for the new main characters. Wayans and Sandler were far superior to the new characters bearing their names. I cannot buy Faison Love as the real Jack Carter. Skip the sequel and watch the original. Three out of ten. They still gave it three. That's what I... (laughs) Um, here's, uh, let me see if I can find another one. Here's a six out of 10 that says, oh no, I don't want to read that one. That's way too long. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, folks. Okay. Um, eh. This, this one is just really fast and kind of funny. It's from AZ Stay K. Um, the headline is, what's the point? If they're going to recast, don't do a sequel. Reboot. Do we need to teach them how to make movies too? Question mark. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> three out of ten. Rob. They yep. still gave it three. How would you... <laughs> Because they're just being charitable, I guess. I know. know. Anyways, would you recommend this movie to anybody, Matthew? (laughs) Absolutely not. No one. Not even even your worst enemy? No. Usually I'll say something like, oh, well, if you just want to hang out with some friends and joke with the movie. No, not even this, because this, you know, like some movies are so bad that they're funny and it's fun to make fun of it. This is just one of those movies. It's just bad, and it's like, like, I don't know. I, no offense, you know. I know people worked on it hard, and they probably. Yeah. I, you know, I I mean it, I will tell you I think the effects were good. It was actually shot really well. I think the cinematography was really done well. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of some of the jokes landed okay. It, it's just a really lame, predictable script. 
Yeah. And um, I think, you know, the casting mm-hmm. was a little off, but I can't really blame Kirk Fox or Faison Love for that. I like both of them as actors. Um. And I think I'd recommend this movie to anybody who's in uh, Kirk Fox or uh, on Love's family. Mm-hmm. So if you're in their families, you may enjoy this movie. <clears throat> yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, just be nice to your, you know, brothers, cousins, dads, yeah. whatever they are to you. <clears throat> you know. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing, too, I was going to say earlier that I forgot. It's you know it's no offense or whatever you know to the actor or whatever but like you know he's supposed to be like a undercover cop and stuff and you know he's a pretty big guy pretty overweight and again it's no nothing no offense i'm just saying like don't they usually have like like um i don't know what the word is not not so much a weight requirement but just something like i don't know for, 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 for a cop of his stature Usually, they do have you have to meet like some health requirements. Okay. And um, oh, yeah, things of that nature. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if he was like a dude sitting at a desk somewhere, just as like a desk cop or like a desk sergeant or whatever, in some mm-hmm. some local precinct in you know New York City or wherever, that'd be fine. I'm sure it wouldn't matter that he was overweight and couldn't run too well. Yeah. And plus, too, the fact that he's got a fucking bullet in his sprain, that, that's probably even the, the worst. Yeah, I don't think they send you out. I don't think they send you back out after you got a bullet in your brain. <laughs> right. 23 years later. Um, <laughs> and isn't he working for, like, the FBI or something now, too, or something? Like, I don't know. It's like something. Some, some kind of special like, organization. It's not like he's working for. Because he's doing something overseas, so it's like maybe the CIA or something, and it's like something, yeah. He's not. It's not like he's working for you know a local precinct. He's just, you know, it's he's more. uh, I don't know. He he, he's he's more uh, the guy from Twenty Four than he is, uh, you know, somebody from Hill Street Blues or something. You know, he's kind (laughs) of right. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, I just thought I'd give a Hill Street Blues reference there from. For, yeah. for all the people that still watch Hill Street Blues from the 1980s. Oh, of course. Yes. <clears throat> yep. And then we're going to start our new podcast where we watch every episode of Hill Street Blues one by one and oh talk goodness. about all the greatness of it. You ready for that, Matt? Um, maybe you could do that one by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a couple episodes. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to do that, Matt. <laughs> I don't think I could do it even by myself. <laughs> yeah. Or or the the show Cop Rock um that was a musical. That would that was a good one. Both created by the same yeah. person, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Steven Boschko created both of those shows. Wow. <laughs> he also created yeah, NY- NYPD Blue. Uh, yeah, I remember that one too. And LA Law and some other things. A lot of great TV, but I mean, yeah. Hill, Street, Hill Street Blues was a great show for its time. It's just I'm not gonna go revisit a show yeah. from 40 years ago. And um, yeah, if I want to revisit a cop show, though, I'd, I'd do like Homicide Life on the Street. Um, yeah, which was the greatest cop show ever on television, in my opinion. Which one? Homicide Life on the Street. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, you should. I don't think. So. So yeah, I don't think I ever saw that one. No, it's it's amazing. Cool. It's where the character of Munch came from. That Richard oh, okay. played. Yeah. Um. So, and uh, Andre Brower from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine was on that as a cop years ago. Oh, uh, oh wow. But yeah. Anywho, um, we're rambling here. So, anything else before we uh, head off into the sunset and take off our bulletproof <laughs> vests? Uh. Maybe I'll just play a theme song that I wrote for Bulletproof 2 just right now. I'll, I'll play us out. Okay. All right. Before, yeah. we, before we go, folks, make sure you uh, like us on Facebook and all that good stuff. And uh, check out our Patreon. Check out ColinPark.com for more info. Um, all that good stuff. And we're going to share some uh, links in the show notes to places you can uh, – 
help out people during these troubled times of 2020. Yeah. And here's Matt with some soothing sounds of Bulletproof. Yeah, it's called Bulletproof 2 slash tacos. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. Bulletproof 2 Tacos. I loved it. It was <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> All right, folks. Make sure you uh, don't have any sex or eat any tacos. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Thank you.